On this episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk about poop, yeah, the COSA virus, and the films, which I actually forgot it was film week, but we're going we're gonna to talk about what I've been watching. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Luke Who's Talking podcast. It's number 46. Wow, almost at 50. Can you believe it? I, yeah, sure can, whatever. Now, let's get into the first story for you. I've got to try and, you know, keep it slightly condensed because the the middle story is large and I always rant when we get to the films, so we'll try and keep this one reasonably short. Now, a couple of weeks ago, the old dog we have here is actually my sister's dog, but he lives here now and he's like 60. Anyway, he um loves to loves to bark at just nothing. Anyway, uh, and also something else he loves to do is do stool whilst in the porch, whilst on his mat. And I'm like, well, that's not fun, is it, old boy? Anywho, so the other day he was uh, I was just at um, the family computer, I suppose you could say, which is just near the door that goes into the porch area. So I was just there. Anyway, I was I was looking in old. Old Tex, that's the dog's name, his tail was in, like, poo position. You know a dog, you look at a dog and its tail, when they're when they're going to, you know, do leavings, their tail, you know, goes all sort of stiff and you're like, oh, oh it's a bit, oof. Anyway, so his tail was in poo position. So I thought to myself, okay, right, looks a bit, right. Anywho, so I was just there at the computer and I looked again and thought, uh, his tail still in poo. Oh, there is a turtle coming out. So I <laughs> opened the door, got into the porch, and in the porch we have a box there, plastic storage box, that we put all, um, you know, mag- junk, junk mail goes in, magazines and that sort of stuff we put in there. So I grabbed out a magazine, I think it was, uh, might have been Chemist Warehouse anyway, and then I slid it under the dog's bum, so he pooped onto the the magazine and not on his rug which was good now i should explain you know dog he's old so getting up and that sort of stuff isn't quite that easy for him so he will something he he will do is he'll he'll bark and you'll you know because he wants you to help him uh, you know get him up so he can go outside for example but um um but you know there wasn't enough time to get up get him outside so he'd have a stool a rooney on the grass so i slid the magazine under his bum and um he just he just went for it (laughs) yeah did his leavings on the magazine which i just was able to grab either end of it and like sort of pinch it together took it straight down to the wheelie bin tossed it straight away and it was worked well for everybody because tex didn't have to get up he could stay cozy on the mat there wasn't poop on the mat and, you know, just worked out for everybody. It all worked out in the end. <laughs> but, um, yeah, poor old Tex. Sometimes he sort of lays down and he, depending if it's a little bit cold, he sort of is a little bit, oh, struggles sometimes to get up. But, yeah, and it, it all worked out in the end. So he didn't poo on the mat. I managed to slip a magazine under his bum and, uh, yeah, it all worked out, as I said. Let's get into the next story because it's going to be spicy. Welcome back now. 
It's been a while since um, we've been in the ruse room, hasn't it? So let's uh, let's just slip in there right now. Right, the ruse room. We're in it. We are in it. Now, I am not going to revert to the coronavirus as the coronavirus. I'm going to call it the COSA virus because that just sounds more hilarious to me. But here's the ruse, okay? Here's, here's the scam. Here's the con. Maybe we need to go to the con corner. No, we'll stay in the ruse room. But here's the thing. So this year, okay, is an Olympic year. It's also a leap year. That may play into it as well. But it's also, it's an Olympic year. And the Olympics are in Japan. And you know what, uh, yeah, countries, they put up a lot of money to have the Olympics. And they might not necessarily make that back. You know, it is, it is a huge outlay to them. So here's what, what's going on. Japan have been on their phone to their old mates across the road in uh, China and said, China, we need something that's going to tank the market so they can put all of our country's money into the market when it's low. When it goes up, we're going to sell out and cash in so then we can pay for the, for the Olympics. And so China have gone, we can help you out there, Japan. So the Cosavirus was born. So the markets can tank, which they have. Japan can put all their capital on the market. And then when it gets high, they can sell, sell, sell. And they can make a huge return, thus paying for the Olympics. And you might be sitting there thinking, you're crazy, you're crazy. Well, I have proof of other, you know, um, Examples. Now, in 2016, Brazil, the is it the Zika virus was about. Yeah, and I reckon Brazil were like, right, we need, we need something so we can get some dough back on the Olympics. You know what happened in 2008? It was an Olympic year, and the GFC happened. Yeah, 1932 was an Olympic year. You know what was going on? The Great Depression. 1992, that was an Olympic year, and there was a huge market crash in the United Kingdom. Because there's something to do with a pound, you know? Yeah. 2000 was an Olympic year. And the dot-com bubble burst in 2000. All things playing havoc with the market. So companies, sorry, so countries can get a bit of capital back on, the, uh, on what they're outpaying for the Olympics. What do you reckon? It's all a ruse, isn't it? It's a big scam. It's a con. It's a it's a it's a whatever it is. But there you go. What do you reckon? Hmm? Also, these bad things, you know, the, the GFC, we've got the COSA, the Zika virus, you know, the Great Depression in 32 and all that jazz. You know, they're in Olympic years, but they are also leap years as well. So it's all a big it's all a big conspiracy. It's all a big ruse. It's all a big scam. It's all a big con. What do you reckon? Yeah. It's got to be legit because, you know, I have more than one example, of course, because I thought, oh, I can't just, you know, say this is happening with Japan. Yes. Yeah. So in 2024, when the Olympics are in, I think, Paris, I could be wrong. But anyway, 2024, when the Olympics are on. There's going to be a virus, there's going to be a market crash, there's going to be something. 
I bet you $5 that's might happen. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, there you go. What do you reckon? Also, a leap year has an extra day, right? Now, this is just a side note, but I think maybe a leap year should have, like, one less day because you're leaping over, like, a day. Does that make sense? Anyway, but yeah, so there you go. The uh, These various viruses, the GFCs and all that, they always happen in Olympic years, and it's so countries can get some money back on the Olympics because they put all their cash in the market when it's low, and then they sell, sell, sell while it's when it's recovered. There you go. You can't deny the facts. I have examples, and I've just given them to <laughs> Oh, we're going to be back after this to talk about the films. My goodness. Well, welcome back, everybody. Now, let's get into the films. I've only watched four. Yeah, I've watched four films the last um, couple of weeks. So we're getting the first uh, first one here out of the four I've got for you, and that is A View to a Kill, Mr. James Bond with uh, Roger Moore in absolute dad mode. He is a total dad in this um, in this Bond. He He's like 60 in it. Um, is he actually 60? I mean, he's. I think he's... He's in his fifties in this movie, so he's he's pretty he's pretty old school, um, but uh, you know it's it's uh, you know it's it's a bit average. I gave it three stars. Of course, you can refer to my written review on Letterboxd, where I really just write things, I write words. Um, yeah, but um, and it got me thinking because Grace Jones, she's in it because she uh, Christopher Walken, he's the main villain, uh, Max Zorin, and Grace Jones is his main sort of henchman person. And she flips at the end. Bond, I won't say Bond flips her, but, you know, she flips at the end. And it got me thinking, is this Bond one of the only occasions where the villain flips and change alliances? Now, I think um, Jaws, he flips uh, to help Bond. If I recall, in, in the end, I can't, what move is he in? He's in two moves. I can't remember... What two though? Moonraker maybe, and um, the spy who loved me. I don't know. We'll just say it's those two. I'm not sure. But he he sort of flips. But um, yeah. So it's sort of it's all a, it's all a con about microchips. And Max Zorn's going to flood Silicon Valley because Max Zorn makes microchips. So he's going to flood Silicon Valley. All the factories there. So he has like exclusive rights. Or like so he's the only person in. Well, on Earth, that manufactures microchips in the 1980s. So I guess that's an interesting sort of um, scam, I suppose. Um, I would have liked a bit more of a Q scene because I do love a good Q scene in a Bond. Um, there wasn't really like we saw Q, but it wasn't really that exciting. Um, I love that Patrick McNee makes an appearance he's uh bond's driver at the start of the movie ends up being killed spoilers but that was really good because if you've ever seen the 60s sort of spy show called the avengers um patrick mcnee is in it and he plays uh his character in that show is steed is his name john steed oh anyway he's his name's steed and uh and what's her name's in it too? Who's who's a Bond girl later on? Um, Diana Rigg, she's in in the Avengers as well. 
uh, as Steed's sort of assistant, and um, yeah, she's she's great. But anyway, back to you know, a view to kill here. Um, yeah, so you know, I would like to pop a prop of uh, QC. It's a bit cheesy. There's you know, it's got a blimp though. Um, so you know, if you like microchips, blimps, and in one line, is you know, it's just a bit of a fun movie. Tanya Roberts, she's the girl in it, and look, she is quite pretty, but she's just so needy though. She's like, oh, James, oh. like just you know, if you're a strong, independent woman, that'd be you know, just not. She's just a bit needy for me. Anyway, the next movie, uh, yeah, so uh, a view to a kill. I gave it a three. Gave it three stars. The next one, Wild Hogs. Now it has a. Like, it has a good cast. Okay, Martin Lawrence uh, and that other guy. What's his name? There's a there's a guy in it. I can't remember what his name is. But it's got, oh, John Travolta and uh, himself, Tim Allen, um, which I would actually believe Tim Allen would ride a motorbike because I think he's a bit of a car guy. But um, So basically, it's the four oldies. They decide to go on a bit of a... Um, road trip on their motorbikes and things happen so you know it's a film i've got here it's a film that exists so i gave it two and a half it's sort of you know it's okay but it's a bit sort of i don't know it's yeah it's sort of like a um you know road trip buddy movie sort of thing i guess it's you know it's okay and i don't know dr cox from uh, scrubs is in it like twice I, and he, I like, it's like, why? Why are you in it? He's like a gay biker cop. And it's like, what are you doing? Why is why is he even in the um, movie? And Ray Liotta, if I've said that right, who's a good fellas, he's in it. And he's like the main sort of biker thug. Because what happens is they're riding their bikes. They stop at a bar. And the biker guys are like, oh, you bloody guys, you're not real bikers. Uh, and they burned it. Anyway, whatever. Things escalate. Um, and John Travolta ends up burning down their bar. And then these biker goons are like, oh, we've got to get these wild hogs. And, um, you know, things happen. They go to a town and there's a showdown of sorts. And it's like, okay. So it's like a really cheap, I've never seen Easy Rider, but. You know, I guess it's a really lousy, easy rider. And Peter Fonda does make a cameo at the end as well. So, yeah, anyway, Wild Hogs, two and a half, it's, it exists. Abduction. Oh, this movie. For starters, nobody in it gets abducted. There is no abduction whatsoever because Taylor... I think his name's Taylor Lautner. Anyway, he's got a dumb face, but he's in it. His character is Nathan. So his real parents, right, are like spies. But for various security reasons, he goes and lives with the guy who's from that movie, who the guy who plays Draco, Draco's father in Harry Potter. I can't remember what his name is. He's also in that movie with Clint with Clint Eastwood. He's in that movie with um, Mel Gibson and and uh, he's in is it the Patriot? He's in that as well, and he plays like a scoundrel. Anyway, so he goes and lives with him and his wife. You know, Taylor Lautner finds out they're not his real parents. He has not been abducted in this situation. Okay, 
That has not happened. Anyway, so things escalate. Those two people are killed, and oh, he's like, oh. and he's there, you know. Fugs are after him, and he's like, yeah, you know, taking them down, and all this jazz, and he's like. Mate, you're apparently a high school kid, but he's like a late twenties dad. He has that feel, you know. If somebody's like in their late twenties, early thirties, and they're a dad, he has that feel about him. Um, but Lily Collins is in it, and she's like, I could legit believe that she would be a high school girl, or at least late teens, early twenties, because she's a petite young woman. Whereas old old Lorty, he's like, oh, you know, I'm. He's like 30. Like, you're not a high... Like, they're supposed to be high school kids. I don't really believe it in his case. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so it's like a, a lousy Bond espionage, espionage spy thriller chase across America teen movie love story thing, which, you know, if you like dumb explosions, okay. And old Doc Ock, um, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but anyway, he's in it, and he's like some shifty CIA guy who turns out to be... You know, the the dodgy guy, whatever else. I need to edit that review because Collins, for Lily Collins, needs a capital C. And then just for the other night, I watched Where Eagles Dare, which is another interesting sort of film. Um, yeah, abduction, two stars. Anyway, Where Eagles Dare. I gave this three. This is like Clint Eastwood's, he's in it. This is like his awkward, before Dirty Harry, after the good, the bad, the ugly films, where he's like, I need to, you know, keep working, I suppose. But anyway, this is interesting because they, oh, it's very complicated. It's a complicated, now, it's an absolutely complicated scheme to try and uncover a leak in government slash military ranks, as far as I'm concerned. So what's happened is, it's set during World War II. So the Germans have captured a, a American... Um, general turns out the this American general is actually a lieutenant and who used to be an actor and is pretending to be who he who the Germans think they have. And okay, so there is a group of British army people, and for some reason Clint Eastwood, because they need an American, they are dropped in this town to then infiltrate this castle to get back this actor who's a lieutenant who's playing this general and all this to try and uncover who all that was a bit of a uh, peaky there um all this to try and uncover who the um leaks are and like the double agents are it just that just it's so when you think about it like that like the mission and stuff I like it's okay to watch and the the getaway and all that stuff's good I think um and they set some things up earlier on that the pay that like the payoff when the, when they're in the getaway but just the the plan to try and expose these double agents just seems so overly complicated than what it has to be as far as I'm concerned so, but, you know, whatever. It's got some good action in it and explosion stuff. So, yeah, three stars for Where Eagles Dare. It's a bit of fun. 1968, so it's an old movie. So when you watch things blow up, they do look a bit cheesy. Anyway, we'll be back after this to wrap it up. 
Well, that is it for this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll catch you next time. And before I go, on the 17th of March, which was Monday, it was Heather's birthday. So happy birthday to Heather. Happy birthday. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you next time when we get all excited and I talk about things. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.